Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Roswell in the 21st century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was ordered terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404-474-0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404 474 0086.
Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiecka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiecka. my visionary friends, and thank you for joining me, Gwilda Wiecka, on another exciting adventure into future possibilities. This is Mission Evolution, where we share innovative thoughts and information with today's leading esoteric and scientific experts, supporting the co-creation of a better tomorrow. You, my treasured audience, are a very important part of this discussion. Email info at missionevolution.org with any comments or questions. We'll address them on the very next show. So grab your pad and pen. Take notes, sit back, and enjoy. This hour, we'll delve into suffering over our suffering, evolving beyond the trauma trap. There's nothing like unprocessed trauma to lock us in the past and impinge our ability to evolve. Once a person experiences trauma, they automatically put checks and balances in place to avoid experiencing it again. Unfortunately, this can result in triggers that are activated by any stimuli in the present, even remotely resembling the original wound. These triggers throw us back into past trauma regardless of the truth of the situation at hand. As a result, we interpret events and motives of the people around us based on the past, not present, and react accordingly, never evolving beyond the old limiting stories and realities. It's only in the present moment that we have personal power and the ability to reason and make appropriate choices. How can we clear the trauma that hijacks our reality and with it the ability to stay present and evolve? With us this hour to explore moving beyond trauma is Michelle Nagel. Michelle is a TEDx speaker, author of Suffering is Optional, Step Out of Darkness into the Light, and president of the Soul Shift, Inc., known as America's number one resilience expert, For over 20 years, Michelle has guided people through transformation after trauma, betrayal, and healing core wounds. Personally endorsed by Jack Canfield, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul books, Michelle has guided people from all walks of life to make internal shifts that propel them to success, teach them to banish overwhelm, and find joy in their lives. Her website, isoulshift.com. Michelle, on behalf of our listeners and myself, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. Thanks so much for inviting me. Michelle, what's your educational background? Uh, Well, I have attended the School of Hard Knocks, but I also have a degree in herbalism. I'm a master herbalist, and I have several certifications from energy therapies. Okay, so you you work on the more esoteric realms. I do, yes, although I do have a background of um, I studied as a nurse as well. Okay. So how did you become interested in trauma? Well, a lot of it was that I needed to find some way to get out of my own pain. I was um, severely abused as a child, and that changes your brain structure. And I couldn't figure out. I felt like I was stuck behind a wall of glass, and I'm looking like everybody else looks like they've got their life in order and things are going well for them. What's wrong with me? And why can't? I get to where they are. So I began studying psychology, and I've been studying psychology for over 35 years now. Are you just self-studied, or are you taking courses? 
I've taken a variety of courses. I don't actually have a degree in psychology because uh, if I were to do that, I would not be able to use the energy therapies that I use. And I'm really good at those. So it was kind of like, do I tie my hands behind my back and get a degree to stick on the wall? Or do I go with the gifts that I've been given? It's always a choice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. What impact is, is trauma? unprocessed trauma have on our ability to evolve as individuals? Well, it keeps you stuck because your subconscious mind is, as you mentioned in the opening, which I really appreciated, is your subconscious mind is going, oh, that looks too much like a trauma that I experienced before, so I'm not going to go there. And so we may have this, you know, on this conscious level, we may desire very much to go after something which would seem to be kind of risky, but our subconscious is holding us back going, no, no, don't go there. It will, it will re-trigger that trauma. It'll be just as bad as it was last time. And so a lot of people are unable to move forward and to achieve the kind of life that they want to achieve. They find that they're living their lives on autopilot and they don't even know why. So taking the events of the past, superimposing them on the present, and making a rerun out of the future. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's, not, that's not very evolutionary, is it? No, it certainly isn't. Very frustrating. Yeah. You speak, uh, just spoke of adverse child ex- childhood experiences. What are those? In the year 2000, there was a doctor in um, the Kaiser Permanente system in San Diego, California, that was doing an obesity study. And... Uh, he was really, really tired because uh, he'd seen several patients one day and he had a list of questions that he was asking everybody. And it was always the same questions. And uh, he made a mistake because he was so tired. And, and he said to the woman, is, is um, how old were you the first time you had sex? And the question he meant to ask was when you became sexually active. But he, uh, it came out when you first had sex. And she said five. Mm-hmm. And, and he's going, oh, my gosh, you know, he didn't tried really hard to remain professional, not react, not do anything, went on and asked the rest of the questions. And then he went back to that one again, and he asked it again the same way as, how old were you the first time you had sex? And she said, I was five. It was my daddy. And then um, he thought, oh, my goodness, I've have I stumbled onto something here? So he began having his um, team ask that question on purpose. And they discovered that... Um, a lot of the health issues that people were having in later years, their health outcomes of obesity, heart disease, and um, addictions and those kinds of things are directly related to childhood experiences, traumatic childhood experiences. And some of it is um, choice, of course. Uh, If you've had a traumatic childhood experience, you are more likely to engage in risky behaviors like um, addictions and things like that. But some of them are completely unexplained as to why the body develops the way that it does. And they have discovered that um, the brain changes when you have had these adverse childhood experiences. So depending on, it's a scale of one to 10, although there have been some others that have been added on by different organizations. Um, Homelessness was not on the original questionnaire and it is now. So there's, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, if you take the original 10, you may have um, one, perhaps, because maybe your parents got divorced, but other people may have a 10. And the difference of that is, is the person who has one still feels like the world is kind of a safe place. Mm 
but a person who has 10 is always on high alert. Their, um, their subconscious is constantly looking for danger because that's the only thing that they've experienced in their life. So they're constantly stuck in fight, flight, or freeze. And, and so they're stuck in, stuck in the back brain and developing the back brain rather than the front brain. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the back brain, it's just, you know, animal instinct, fight, fight or flight. But we, we don't have logic there. We don't have compassion there. We don't have spirituality there. So that really, I can imagine it would really impinge a person's ability to evolve into a higher being. It does. So I can walk out. I have a score of nine. And for me, it's like I'm constantly looking at my experiences with other people before I became a more evolved individual. But I would look at the um, experiences with people and I would kind of like walk out into the world with my dukes up. I'm expecting, (laughs) you know, I'm going to somebody's going to attack me somewhere. So I'm going to be in this state of high alert because I'm going to be the one to punch first. And so. That, that made it so that for a while, you know, I had a hair trigger rage and that wasn't really conducive to a, the kind of life I wanted. It was, um, you know, I, I would respond in ways that seemed completely out of context of what was going on because that's the way I was programmed to keep myself safe. And so, then, but the more time we spend there, then uh, the harder it is not to go there. Is that correct? It is, yes. It's um, it is hardwired programming. Wow, just amazing. So all of a sudden, we're passengers, really. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so imagine that you've got this this really gorgeous car, which is the body, and um, we are trying to go go through life. You know, drive along, have a wonderful life on, driving on the freeway. But it's our three year old that is driving, and that is you can imagine what it'd be like to have a three-year-old behind a Ferrari, for example. It just, it's so unpredictable and the responses and reactions are not conscious. It's just this unconscious life. And, but on some level, don't we recognize that we are passengers of an out of control car? On some level. And the unfortunate thing is many people don't know what to do about it because it's normal for them. It's the way their life is. So I had a friend ask me once, um, I grew up with her and I, and she said, why didn't you tell me that this was going on in your life? And I said, okay, in the first place, you were a kid too. So what could you have done about it? But in the second place, could you imagine the shame and embarrassment? I'm not going to confess to you that this is what's going on in my life. Because then rather than looking at me as just a normal friend, you're going to be looking at me with this overlay on top of me. So not only am I a friend, but I'm a friend who's living in this horrible circumstances. And I may, you may have pity for me. You may ridicule me. You may shun me. Well, shame, shame is a huge issue. I would love to pick up on the other side, but we have to go into a commercial break. Michelle and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to Mission Evolution, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.
Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third-generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Jenny as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. Is formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet's day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Again, this is Mission Evolution, missionevolution.org, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To all our faithful and thoughtful listeners, we really value your opinion and would love to hear from you. What do you think about the restrictive force of unprocessed trauma? This in from a member of our audience regarding the episode entitled, The Evolutionary Power of Sound. R.G. shares, I love the way you addressed frequency and the human biofield as relating to physical health. It really gives me a different perspective on the cause of illness. Thanks for sharing, R.G. The concept of frequency and sound healing sure opens interesting possibilities. Curious, dear audience? Visit our archives at missionevolution.org, listen to the episode entitled The Evolutionary Power of Sound, and let us know what you think about vibrational healing. 
email me at info at missionevolution.org and give me your thoughts or questions so we can all share them on the next show. With us this hour discussing moving beyond trauma is Michelle Nagel. Her website, isoulshift.com. Michelle, before the break, we were just starting to talk about how shame keeps us silenced and unable to reach out for help. Would you go into that a little more? Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, Dr. Brene Brown, is um, she studies emotions, basically, and she is the one who has brought shame out into the light because it's something that a lot of us have felt, but we haven't talked about it. And she says that shame cannot live in the light. And so those things that we don't want to talk about, those experiences that we have had or that we are now living through, if we bring them out into the light, then shame can't live there. So that's what the whole Me Too movement was about. You know, we talk about these things now. If if you get to the point of where something's going on in your life, tell somebody. Don't sit there and think, first of all, this is only happening to me. Nobody else would be going through this because unfortunately that's not true. And there are people when you share your experience with them and they can empathize and help you through it, it makes such a difference in your ability to grow. You know, there's, there's another thing that uh, comes up and I know that you kind of specialize in this and it's betrayal. It seems like a lot of our trauma and damage has come come from either perceived or real betrayal. How do we, does um, betrayal as children, how does that affect us as adults? Well, I was speaking with a gentleman the other day and I was talking about betrayal and also abandonment. And his father abandoned him when he was very, very young. And so he just, when I finished doing the, the segment that I was working with him on, he said, is abandonment a betrayal? And I said, absolutely it is. Because as children, by mere fact that somebody brought us into this world, we have the right to be nurtured and protected and educated. And, um, you know, all of those things, those are our right, God-given rights. Those are something that everybody should have. And when you don't receive those things, you don't receive the safety, perhaps you don't receive the emotional support that you need, those kinds of things are a betrayal. And it sets you up for a life that is not the kind that you would probably like to have. We know I'm I'm glad you brought that up too, because I'm wondering, is there a relationship between adverse childhood experiences and being vulnerable to betrayal as adults? It is, yes, because we are all vibrating at a certain level and it's like water seeks its own level. There's no such thing as a tilted lake because, you know, the water would run out. So it's the lake is always, always flat in order to keep the water in there. So we seek our own level. And if we are accustomed to being betrayed or to being treated badly by somebody, and that's the way we grew up, then we look for the familiar. And so we seek out those kinds of people who will treat us the way that we are accustomed to be treating, treated because it feels normal to us. It feels comfortable and familiar. And that's what we seek out. By seek out, you don't necessarily mean actively go out there and try to find a betrayer so much as um, just like draws like. And so if you're one that's used to being betrayed, then you draw in that kind of behavior from other people? Yes, because we don't have the proper boundaries. We don't know how to set the boundaries that say, this is the kind of behavior that I will not tolerate. 
It's like your your um, non-negotiables. I will not tolerate this kind of behavior. And if it's the kind of behavior that you have been raised with, you're you're being treated that way all the time. You don't have that boundary because it seems perfectly normal. So when somebody else comes along and treats you that way, it feels normal. Mm, okay, so you don't even recognize that this is not okay. You don't. Yeah. What what is betrayal trauma per se? Betrayal trauma is um, we all experience little tiny traumas. Um, there, I call them like there's a big T trauma and a little T trauma. So there may be small traumas like I consider smashing your thumb with a hammer a trauma because you know it's a physical trauma that is very very painful. Um, there are big T traumas, though, that are the ones that completely like change your brain structure again, like the adverse childhood experiences studies. Like uh, there's uh, trauma from war. There's trauma from, though, interpersonal relationships. And those are the ones that where betrayal is more likely to come in. Um, a lot of times there can be a betrayal where somebody, somebody betrays us, but they do it unconsciously because they're not aware that they had done something and yet we feel like it was a betrayal. And then there is the conscious betrayal. And those happen when, yes, I know that this is going to hurt you, it's going to blow your life out of the water, and I don't care. And when people come from that stance, don't they almost feed off of your pain, giving them a feeling of power? Oftentimes, yes. And and sometimes they truly don't care. They just have no empathy whatsoever, and that's where you run into the realm of narcissism. Right. Speaking of which, <laughs> narcissism is a real buzzword right now. But it's a psychological term, is it not? It is. It's actually it's not a mental illness like depression and um, bipolar and those kinds are. Those are due to a chemical imbalance in the brain. But a narcissism is a cluster B personality disorder. It's one that the person chose on purpose because it was how they could get their needs met. So if you find somebody who's behaving as a narcissist, it is a behavior. It's not something that they can't help. It's something they've actually chosen in order to get their needs met. So you can look at a narcissist and you can go, I can see that you have had a really crappy childhood because this is the only way you can figure out how to deal with life. But unfortunately, you know, hurt people hurt people. And this is uh, one of the, the narcissism is on the rise, according to psychologists. There's more and more and more of that type of behavior. But there's narcissistic traits in all of us. I mean, we wouldn't have the courage to be able to go out and do something with our lives if we didn't have some narcissistic traits. They're kind of like the traits that, that move us to take the risks, to do the things that make us a little bit uncomfortable. And so there's really, it's not like they're all bad because all of us have some of them. Even the best people on the planet have them. But it's the ones that... Um, that rely so heavily upon them that the collateral damage of the people around them means absolutely nothing to them. It's like watching a train wreck and, and kind of feeling like, oh, I did that. Isn't that cool? And then going mm -hmm. on.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a it's a tendency. I, th- I think what I see going on in the world that I think we need to be very careful of is labeling somebody a narcissist like that's who they are, that's what they're always going to be, and then judging against them. And if it's if it's a slight psychological term anyway, uh, it's almost like diagnosing without the skill to do so, isn't it? It very much is, and that's one of the things that disturbs me. There's um, the biggest thing that people will say is that a narcissist can't change. And I disagree with that, absolutely, because anybody can change. Um, it's even just the frequency you, that you're embracing, isn't it? It is. And and if you look at a narcissist, they, they go through different phases anyway in a relationship with people. So there's the love bombing phase, and then they go into dis, demean and devalue, and then they go into um, rejection or discard. So there's three stages in there. That's an individual changing, because there's the love bombing phase where they think you're wonderful. And then somewhere in there, they just change their mind. That's a change. So they could change and decide that they don't want to live their lives that way anymore. That it what's, doesn't. What's wor- the percentage of them though that, that that actually do that? Oh, it requires self awareness, and the percentage is very small. But I think that by by putting out this blanket statement of saying that they cannot change, then that is. Um, it's disempowering to them and to us if we are in a relationship with a narcissist. Some of us are related to them, and there's nothing that we can do about it because, you know, blood's thicker than water. We are related to that person. And if you want to maintain a relationship with them, um, it helps to know how to be able to how to interact with them and how, and to recognize their behaviors when they are being narcissistic and whether or not you're going to take it. Whether or not you're going to play the game. Right. Yeah. So isn't there another trap? And we're just about out of time in this segment, but I'd like to go into it on the other side. We're talking about trauma traps. Isn't there another trap where you put your happiness based on a narcissist's ability or willingness to change, thinking if you just get them to change, then everything will be okay? Yes, that's definitely a trap because nobody, nobody can change anybody else. They have to want it themselves. And if it's working for the person, the likelihood of them wanting it is slimmer, isn't it? Very slim. Yeah. Well, it is about time for another commercial break, Um, but you folks stay right there because Michelle and I will pick up on the other side to talk about change and what change we are responsible for. We will turn to our discussion shortly, so stay right there. This is Mission Evolution. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xedbn.net. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, just like sugar is what you're looking for. 
Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on Skype, Xzone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution. Did you know our entire Leading Edge Information Pack past episode collection is available to listen or download with our compliments? Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. Our guest this hour is Michelle Nagel. We're speaking about moving out of suffering. Her website, isoulshift.com. Michelle, just before we went into the break, we were talking about change. And it seems like there's this mixed bag. If we are waiting for another person to change so that we can be happy, we might be waiting a long time. Um, so how can we balance the need to not put up with um, abuse with the need to give a person a chance to alter their behavior? Well, the first thing is you, you have to give them the chance. Um, give everybody an opportunity to step up. And if, then if they don't, you have your boundaries in place. It's like saying, I'll give you the opportunity to prove that you can change, but if you're not changing, then I'm done. So if there's a case of like severe physical abuse, uh, physical or sexual or even emotional and mental, then you really need to put your own boundaries in place as to what you will and will not accept to keep yourself safe. 
but just discarding out of hand. There's a lot of that. Um, a lot of people are just, you know, saying, oh, you're a narcissist, like, like the label that we stick on the forehead. We just go like, oh, this person did something, therefore they're a narcissist and I want nothing to do with them. Exactly, people, yeah. People make mistakes and sometimes they're honest, legitimate mistakes. So I, I like to use the example of you can scream at me all day in Chinese telling me what it is that I have done wrong, but I don't speak Chinese. And so I don't understand. We have to communicate with each other in a way that the other person understands. It's like we each have our own individual language. So I would speak like Michelle and you would speak Gwilda or something. Um, you know, our language is unique to us and we have ways that we understand and we don't understand. And so we have to make sure that we communicate with each other so that if I say this really hurts me and you don't get it, then I then find a way to rephrase it so that you understand. If we do that, then if the person is not happy being a narcissist, if they truly are living their lives that way because they like it that way, they're not going to change. But if you've put down your boundary and you said, this, I don't like this, it hurts me, I, can you please change it? And they say, no, then you know that they heard you and they're not interested. What about I, the other side of that where they pretend to change just to keep you on the, on the line, but ultimately do not? Well, you know, history is a very good thing to pay attention to. Uh, first of all, if they're physically hurting you, if they're hurting you in a uh, really aggressive and hurtful way, don't stay with them. Keep yourself safe. That's a primary directive that you need to be doing. Because a lot of times, especially if you're dealing with somebody who has this uh, like psychopathy of narcissistic abuse, then they're not going to change because they're not interested in it. And they're interested in controlling you, manipulating you, gaslighting you and hurting you until you're all used up. It's like let, once they've used you up, then they ring you out and they throw you away. Don't let them get to that point. And that's where, go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted you, you mentioned narcissistic abuse. Would you mind? What is that exactly? Oh, narcissistic abuse is, is where they do the, the gaslighting and the manipulation. Gaslighting is, is where they tell you that something that happened didn't happen. Or that uh, it's like, for an example, uh, there's an individual who, um, who decided that they were no longer going to be part of an organization. And uh, two weeks later, their son also decided that they were going to leave the organization. Well, down further down the road, when relaying the story, this person says, no, my son left first. And, and it makes your head swim. It's like, what? Because you were there, you were experiencing it. And yet they're trying to tell you that it didn't happen the way that you know that it happened. It's when you start feeling like you need to carry a recording device around with you so that you can record what the person says in order to be able to have solid proof. Otherwise, they make you question yourself. They make you, um, it, it's crazy making, really, it truly is. You just cannot figure out what is going on because you know what happened happened the way it happened, and they're saying that it didn't. So it's Is insane. it a form of disempowerment? 
It is. It makes you question yourself. It makes you um, doubt yourself. It makes you feel unstable because now you can't even you can't even trust your own mind. You can't even trust your own experiences because somebody that you know, like, and trust is telling you that they're not true, that you, that you imagined it. So how can, you know, how can we recognize if we're in an abusive relationship, if we kind of were brought up to put up with one? It's really important that you get back into your body. Most of us live in our heads, which is something that we do on purpose, because as a small child, all of this all of this input is coming from the world and it's just too completely overwhelming. So we're trying to make sense out of our world. So we go up into our head where logic lives. That's where the ego is. And we try to think our way through things, but we ignore all the information coming from our body. So in, when we're using the reptilian brain, which is the one at the back, which is the sympathetic nervous system, um, all of the information goes from the brain to the body. That's why it says, you know, stop with the digestion and increase the, uh, the heart rate and the respiration because we're going to run now. Um, but we've got another nervous system, which is in the front of the body, and it's the parasympathetic nervous system. And 80% of the information comes from the body, stops at the heart first, and then goes on to the brain. So they've discovered that there is uh, the same kind of cells on the heart that are in the brain, and they call it the heart brain. So there's now a branch of science called neurocardiology. And we've got to get back into our body. When we talk about things that happen in our body all the time, like, you know, I, I got a gut feeling, or I've got butterflies in my stomach, or I've got a frog in my throat, or, you know, we've got all of these terms that we're familiar with all the time of some sort of bodily sensation that happens to us when we're confronted with a certain kind of situation. And so we have to get out of our heads, stop thinking, oh, they did this but it's okay. They didn't mean to. I love them. They love me. It's, they're never going to hurt me like that ever again. W meanwhile, your body is in turmoil and everything's all clenched up and all tight. And you start having health issues like your gut is inflamed or you've got kidney issues or your heart's got a problem or your blood pressure. Any of those things can be directly related to the um, experiences that you're having. Because it sounds like the, when you were describing, oh, they'll never do that. They didn't mean to. It's going to be okay now. Um, it sounds like a child trying to make it okay to be with a parent that they have no way of getting away from. It is. It's a safety mechanism. And as a child, when we have experienced, again, you know, that's familiar. We're used to that. We have to convince ourselves that we're safe because when we're children, we don't have the capacity to survive on our own. We have, to, um, we have to appease and mitigate whatever is going on with the, the caregiver so that we can be taken care of, so that we can get our needs met, so that we can still be safe. And we do. It's like when we have that kind of an experience as an adult and we have that trauma back there, we respond at the same age we were when the trauma took place the first time. That puts us firmly in the victim stance, doesn't it? Because back then we had no no options. It did, yes. And um, I guess people, in many cases, they're not aware that they have options. First of all, you have to become aware 
that what's going on is not okay. And then realize that you do have options. There are people who are willing to help you. There are circumstances that you can change. And then, but shame it comes in there too, doesn't it? It does. Shame is just the most damaging emotion that exists. So it's like you don't get out of the situation because you don't want to admit that you were shameful enough to be in it in the first place. Yeah. What does that say about you that you chose an abuser? You know, that's, that's what somebody looks at. It's like I can't tell them that I chose an abuser because they'll, they'll think I'm so lame. They'll think that I'm really weak. And, and you know, it's, so it's like we don't have a tendency to look at it as like if I expose my abuser, first of all, that's a dangerous thing to do, which is terrifying. But if I expose my abuser, then my abuser is who's charming, especially narcissists are awfully charming. So my abuser is very, very charming. Everybody's going to believe them. They're not going to believe me. And there's just so many ways that we talk ourselves out of protecting ourselves. So in order to just not rock the boat, we don't want to rock the boat. We just take it. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? And so much of it is stemming from our history versus who we would be in the moment. I don't think any of us would choose this on purpose. It's definitely ways that we have this internal programming that is running our boat. Well, you know, we've kind of outlined the problem and we're just about out of time on this segment. But for the for the last segment, I'd really like to go into, okay, here's the problem. How do we find our way out of the tangle? Does that sound good to you? Sounds great. Okay. So we'll try to detangle here on the other side of a commercial break. Michelle and I will be back shortly to continue our discussion. So don't go away. This is Mission Evolution on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. to me over and over again simultv.com simultv.com what's simultv.com that's what i asked them they had it written on the side of their ufo how do you spell that ufo no i mean simultv.com 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 right simultv.com interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com ufo last night oh yeah yeah now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. 
In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life lives that link some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet's day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. This is Mission Evolution, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I love to hear from our audience. Your thoughts are very important to me. To suggest a topic or guest that you think would be of interest, email us, info at missionevolution.org. This hour, we're sharing thoughts with Michelle Nagel, her website, isoulshift.com. So, Michelle, we spent the first three segments outlining the problem where we become disempowered um, through our historical trauma and repeated trauma throughout our lifetime, making it impossible to come out of our back brain and into our front brain in order to, you know, move to a higher state of being. So, those are the problems. What can you give us solutions? As I had mentioned, it's really important to move from the head back into the body, and that involves breathing. So when you're in a stressed situation, you only breathe from the top part of your lungs. So breathing down into your belly and taking time to do the the five in, five out slower than normal, so you would count to five as an inhale and then five as an exhale and do that for a period of time that then begins to regulate your body and then you can start paying attention to things that are really going on in your body like I've got this tension in my throat what does that mean and that usually means that you're not speaking your truth you're not saying what it is that you need to say and Pay attention to your body. Ask your body questions like, you know, I've got this pain in my belly. What's that all about? Or when I have an interaction with this person, my heart hurts. What is that about? Or where did this illness come from? 
and you start paying attention to it on, from an emotional standpoint, not just a, a symptom standpoint, like, you know, like the, the ailment has nothing to do with us, but realize that our body is an ecosystem and we are mind, body, and spirit. We're not just these separate parts. So start paying attention to them. Start noticing if somebody walks into the room and you get all really tense, what's that all about? Start investigating those things. You know, we spoke earlier about, you know, taking the events of the past, superimposing on the present, making a rerun out of the future. You know, and as children, there's a tendency to label and judge against people in order to feel safe. How can we tell if we're taking it and running like that, if we're polarizing rather than discerning what we're feeling and what's really going on in the moment? Well, that unfortunately does happen a lot because we are programmed to believe that it's unsafe. And maybe, you know, maybe your abuser uh, as a child had red hair. And so now you don't trust anybody with red hair. Who knows? Um, but though we do have those kind of biases and those tendencies towards doing that. But you kind of have to just become more aware. You have to see if there's a pattern in the behavior with this person. But you can tell when you walk into a room with two people in it if those people are getting along with each other or not. You can tell if they've been in an argument because that vibration is still in the room. So learn to have more awareness of what your body is telling you about what's going on in the world around you. Emotions are barometers. They're neither good nor bad. They're just letting you know what's going on in the world and start paying attention to that. And a lot of us stuff those emotions. This is an unpleasant emotion. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't feel good. I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to stuff it down. I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. And when we do that, that is when we start having health issues. So Dr. Bessel van der Kolk wrote a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And it does. So, again... There's two ways, well, more than two, but there's two ways we can go. We walk into a room, we feel there's been an argument. Um, it's, it, it can trigger us into, oh, that never went well for me when I was a kid. And then we go into judging against fight or flight, all of that stuff. Even though it's our body that's picked up the stimulus, then we interpret it according to past. How can we tell if we're in the present with what we're experiencing versus being triggered into the past? How can you tell? <laughs> um, well, it's by it's by realizing that you need to take care of the stuff that's in the past that is running you. Because if you don't deal with it, address it, and uh, learn how to make it so that it no longer triggers you, then it, you're going to continually be triggered by it. So you've got to go back in and you've got to do the work. There's self-development work that people just absolutely have to do. And it doesn't hurt any of us to grow and learn and evolve into a better person. But sometimes we need help to do that because our subconscious is going to protect us at all costs. And if we try to do the work ourselves, it's kind of like we bounce off this impenetrable wall that we can't even see and we can't get to what's behind it because it's danger. But if somebody else is helping us get there, then somebody is helping us in a safe manner to ad address that. And once you get rid of those triggers, those things that make it so that you can, so that you react with this animal instinct instead of with your consciousness and with your heart, because the heart is the most important organ of the body. It's even more important than the brain, actually. Um, 
we know from our heart what is going on. We know because our heart gives us those that signals and that information. So heart math is a very good thing to for people to practice, to learn how to breathe and to engage their heart. So where, where does the person find out about that sort of thing? Um, well, I'm a heart math facilitator. There's uh, heartmath.org, which people can go and explore more about heart math. So heart math has been studying, uh, the heart math Institute has been studying the heart for the past over almost 30 years now. And they have discovered that your intuition, the intuition of the heart is more powerful than our brain. So there's a, a study that they've done where they put a monitor on the brain and a monitor on the heart. And then they had somebody watch pictures that would flash up at, um, in, within a few second intervals on a computer. And some of the pictures were nice, warm, fluffy bunnies, and the other ones were really gruesome. And the heart actually noticed when the gruesome picture was going to come up just nanoseconds before it actually showed up on the screen. So the heart knew what was coming before it actually did. Mm -hmm. And they have been able to repeat that study multiple times. So we have to get back into our heart. We have to reactivate the, um, the power of our heart to be able to be our guide, to be our intuition. Isn't that amazing? Because all the major, um, um, the masters always spoke of love being the answer. And here we are finding out scientifically that indeed the heart is the answer. It is the answer. It really, truly is. So what other forms can a person use that you would recommend to uh, start getting rid of the triggers? Uh, there's a, a really great one is emotion freedom technique or EFT or tapping. That one, you know, people think it's, it's really kind of weird, but what it is is it, you are activating acupressure points. And, the, you know, the Asian people, the Chinese, have been using acupressure points and acupuncture points for thousands of years. And a the scientist thought, well, you know, there's no such thing as meridians, so I'll, I'll prove it. And they injected this thing into somebody's body, the... the um, the thing that shows up on x-rays and stuff anyway. And they were able to discover that, oh my goodness, guess what? Exactly the pathway that the ancients have said the meridians are where the chi moves through the body. That's exactly where they are. So through, through that modality, you reestablish uh, balance between masculine and feminine in the body, and then you can be more present? Yes, you can. Yes. And you, again, is take the breathing. The breath is life. None of us die inhaling. We just don't. And so the breath is so important to get us back into the body. It's the vehicle that will help us. And then if we uh, activate the heart at the same time to where we are breathing in and we are feeling an actually feeling love, gratitude, and appreciation, then that will help ground us and put us more at the magnetic resonance of the earth, which keeps us present and in a coherent manner. And empowered, doesn't it? Very much so. Michelle, what's your, you know, we have been talking about how more and more narcissists are showing up, uh, more and more unconsciousness isn't showing up, people are in more and more trauma. What's your vision for the future moving forward? You know, we're in a big trauma right now with the, with the pandemic. What's your vision? How can this help us move forward? My vision is for everybody to start accepting 100% responsibility for their own lives. 
Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah, it it would be. I mean, you may have a narcissist in your life, but you can't control them. You cannot do anything about them. You can only you can only control yourself. You control your beliefs, your thoughts and your actions. That's the only thing you have any control over. And when you realize that you're the master of your own life, you're the architect, you're the one who has all the power. And when you accept that and live from that standpoint, your entire life can change. Beautiful, beautiful words. Well, Michelle, we are just about out of time. Where can people get a hold of you? At isolshift.com or Michelle at isolshift.com. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. And thank you for your beautiful work in the world. Thank you so much for letting me be here, Gwilda. Have a marvelous day. You too, dear. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Our guest this hour has been Michelle Nagel, author of Suffering is Optional, Step Out of Darkness into the Light. Michelle is a TEDx speaker and president of Soul Shift, Inc. Her website, isoulshift.com. Remember, our entire information-packed episode collection is available for listen or download free of charge. Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. This has been Mission Evolution with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as this mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to our evolving world. 